Welcome to Cloudcast Basics, the best source on the internet for learning cloud computing. And now from the Cloudcast Studios, here are your hosts, Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely. Hello and welcome to Cloudcast Basics Season 2, Episode 5. This is your co-host, Aaron Delp, and with me as always is Brian Gracely. Hey everybody. And today we're going to talk about cloud computing architectures and trade-offs. Brian, do you want to take us through the points for today? Yeah, you know, as we've, as we've done before, we sort of have a framework as, as to how we think about this. Now, this has always been sort of a contentious topic. Um, and, and I say that in the context of, you know, there are people who uh, are real hardcore and fully believe that, you, you know, you should you should commit fully to to one cloud, sort of one architecture, one set of, of technologies, because, you know, working with other clouds, you're just sort of, diverting your focus. You're having to focus on more than one environment. Every cloud environment is somewhat different, even when they have similar technologies. But what we want to try and do is not kind of get into a, uh, you know, binary discussion, like this is the best and this is the worst. Really kind of want to give you some ways to think about whether or not um, you should be using multiple clouds, whether you should be using one cloud. And we'll look at it from both a, a people perspective as well as kind of a technology perspective. So, Aaron, what, what's sort of the first one that we have on our list? Because again, these could apply as to whether you're looking at it from an IaaS, PaaS, or SaaS capability. Yeah, and so, and again, remember the the idea behind all of this is how do you approach this from a business standpoint, right? So, we talked about the number one here is is centralization or decentralization and the decisions around that with cloud usage. So let me let me maybe uh, help with an example uh, with something like this. So let's say your organization, you, you have a product, you want to bring it out to market, um, and you want to go all in on one particular, excuse me, one particular cloud. Um, well, there is advantages to something like that. Um, because you have all of your billing in one place, everything is interconnected, everything is designed to work together. Um, but the flip side to that is a little bit of all of your eggs in one basket. And, and maybe a service is more cost effective if you actually used multiple systems as well. So this is something to think about from, a, you know, there is a, a time aspect to this. There is a cost aspect to this, and there is a staffing and professional services aspect to this as well. Yeah, and I think the other thing I'll say on that is, you know, in the past, we used to see organizations tend to have sort of a central technology group, right? Central IT would make a lot of the decisions about vendor selection, about budgets, and, and they would sort of work you know, as the central place for for all the lines of business, you know, over the years we saw, um, you know, various companies begin to give those lines of business a little more authority, right? Sometimes they would say, look, we're doing something, we need something that the central group just can't provide for us. We think the cloud can provide that for us. And so we've seen more and more sort of decentralization. Um, but, you know, that doesn't apply to every company and it doesn't necessarily apply to every situation. So, you know, one of the things to keep in mind is like Aaron said, are you making all your decisions from one point, which probably is going to give you a more kind of defined architecture, or does your architecture end up being kind of, I don't want to call it accidental, but, you know, it's a little more 
scattered because you've had you've got multiple decision points. So you know that that's kind of the way to to be thinking about that. Um, and sometimes you sort of back into your architecture as opposed to planning your architecture. I was going to say the second thing is, you know, is there is there a distinct business reason to consider multiple clouds? And you know, as Aaron mentioned, this could be a lot of different things. This could be, um, you know, you have a, a distinct geographic reason to be you know, not just like in a region, like we're in Europe, but, you know, we have to be in a specific country and you start to get into things about locality that, you know, the local laws are going to impact what you do. Um, you know, there may be a situation and, you know, I'll give an example of this. Um, we see this a lot in the retail industry where people, companies look at the clouds or certain aspects of the clouds as competitive, uh, you know, and so they may not use, for example, an Amazon cloud if they're in the retail space. And that's not across the board, but like sometimes we will see sort of conflicts of interest between your business and the broader business of what of what your your cloud provider provides, um, you know. And then we see situations where you know customers, um, you know, again have sort of come into their environment through different things. It could be an acquisition. It could have been, uh, you know, they split off a business into something else. So, you know, it's, it's really important to sort of, as Aaron mentioned at the beginning, not just think about this in terms of technology, but are there other business ramifications that involve, you know, having to think through what's my supplier situation? Do I need to have more than one? Is one good enough? Are there regulations that dictate what we're doing? Those types of things. Yep. Yep. And, and I'll add that even just a little bit further, right? Which is part of our next point. Um, does your company expect to integrate applications across clouds or, or do they tend to be isolated? And again, if you step back and think about this, most, you know, business and services that, that we deal with as consumers today, we don't know what cloud is on the back end. Right. So this tends to be re remember to think about it this way, unless there is a specific reason for your customer to know they're not going to know. So you and you can change. You can go all in on one. Um, so make sure it makes good business sense to do these. Now, I will say, um, especially those that are getting started, tend to pick one. Um, I, I feel like the, the, like, let's go with what's easy. Let's just pick one, go all in on it. And, and, and when, and if there is a business need to go across clouds or go into other areas, uh, you let the business needs dictate that. Um, you know, the, uh, we have, a, we have a term we actually use on the cloudcast sometimes of sometimes it's technology for technology's sake. Right. Just because there is multiple clouds out there doesn't mean you have to utilize all of them if your business doesn't require that. Right. Right. Well, and, and like you said, it's, um, you know, so much of the world now sort of gets integrated through APIs. Um, you know, locality doesn't matter nearly as much. I mean, like we mentioned in an earlier show, like you could just you might, your business might be based in Texas, but you might just be able to drop an application into an Asia region or a European region or something like that. So, um, yeah, it, it's that, that location piece that used to be so important because of latency or something else, um, you know, has sort of become, uh, disaggregated if you will. Uh, and, and you have a lot more flexibility. Um, the next one that we've got on the list is, you know, do you have the people or, you know, in-house people or partners, you know, consulting partners, uh, you know, sort of external partners to help you manage across multiple clouds. Because again, at the end of the day, 
um, you know, every cloud is somewhat different. Um, you know, we could be talking about the AWS Azure Google Clouds. We could be talking about Salesforce. We could be talking about, you know, a digital ocean or somebody regional, whatever that might be. They're all going to be somewhat different, which means that, you know, just for the sake of doing technology, do you need to apply sort of that, you know, difference tax to what you're doing? Or is, as we've mentioned before, you really do need to be in multiple clouds, right? There's a reason for doing this. There's a there's a legitimate business reason. And then you kind of have to think about, you know, do we have the staff that understands the nuances about those clouds? Because um, so often in, in IT in the past, we really tried hard to standardize, especially, you know, foundational infrastructure technologies so that we could bring multiple applications. You know, if, you, if you're making your clouds somewhat different, um, you do have to take into account consideration for that right like not all clouds are the same so make sure that if you are if you have a business need that you're properly staffing for that and that they're you know trained to understand it that you understand how to work with the different clouds because even even working with them how they do tech support how they document things are you know slightly different so make sure that you're planning staffing accordingly yep yep and i'll i'll give you um actually uh in our next point it's probably the the biggest reason I've seen why folks do use more than one cloud or more than one service. And that is our acquisitions really a big part of your company strategy. If they are, you're more than likely going to then be inheriting infrastructure. And that could be infrastructure on-prem. It could be infrastructure in a cloud. And so there is a good chance if you go do acquisitions, the public cloud or the cloud services they're using could be different companies. And at that point, a lot of times it is, it just isn't worth the hassle to really refactor those applications or get those applications running somewhere else. And you, and you run a risk at that point of potential downtime or, you know, some uninf- uh, unimposed consequences of, something happening if you try to mess with that application. So something I have seen a good bit um, in customers I've talked to, especially in ones that, that do a lot of both want to go fast and go fast through acquisition, well, then you do tend to get as a trade-off of that complexity, complexity of of multiple systems and then multiple systems across multiple clouds on top of it as well. Right, right. Yeah. And the last thing you want to do is, you know, make a big splashy acquisition and then, you know, have to tell your customer or tell their customer base, yeah, um, you know, they're not going to be available for the next 30 days or 60 days or, you know, maybe longer trying to uh, to migrate them just so that they're on the same billing system or something like that. So um, the next one I've got, uh, last, cause the last one I've got on our list is, you know, how much, and, and I'm going to try and state this in the most sort of politically correct way I can, Um you know, we see people more and more in our industry changing jobs, um, not just on the vendor side of things, but also on the the end customer side of things, the user side of things. Um, and so, you, you know, you kind of have to ask yourself, how much do you care about the long-term future of your company, right? Um, and I don't mean that in the sense of you're trying to do anything uh, disrespectful to your company or sabotage the company. But, you know, in a lot of cases, you may simply look at your your future as I want to get through this project. We need to deploy this thing, but I'm not here for the long term of my company. And we do see this sort of thinking um, more and more in companies where somebody new comes in, it's their job to fix something. They, they got brought in because they've got certain expertise, but 
you know, they're not going to be a 10, 15, 20 year lifer like a previous generation might have been. They really might only be thinking about two and three and five years or something along those lines. So, you know, that that comes into play. Um, you know, it, it comes into play sometimes in a negative connotation. And I think the higher up you are in an organization, the longer that you intend to be there as a steward of the company, you do have to be sort of catching the pulse of, you know, the people underneath me, are they making these decisions? Are they, you know, are we, are we going to be stuck with their decisions a couple of years from now? And are those going to have negative impacts? So those are the kind of things to kind of consider. Again, it's not a, a, a slant on any one individual, but it is a trend that we see where, you know, good pe- people with really good technical skills or experience are getting snatched up or they're looking for other opportunities or they get bored. And so, you know, you kind of got to take that into consideration as well. Um, you want to talk a little bit, you know, we've, we've been trying to give some, some real examples of this, but we always, you know, kind of like to augment this. Aaron, you want to talk about maybe, you know, some of the, the other little nuances that people ought to take into consideration when they're thinking about, um, you know, architectural trade-offs? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, so think about this. Um, with, I mean, there's a lot of cloud providers out there, right? And there's very many, in, in addition to that, there's the software vendors or, or services, right? The, you know, SaaS, the software as a service vendors out there. And again, like you may not know what kind of cloud they're running on, but either way, there's also a lot of tools out there to consistently help organizations run across multiple clouds. So you Remember, at the end of the day, you're kind of making a decision when you choose these architectures, and there will be trade-offs with all of those. And some of those, I'll just use the term, they're more sticky than others. Some of them, you know, if you make this decision, you may be, you know, locked in pretty decently to that service. But at the same time, there is an entire cottage industry out there all about how can I abstract these out because some people may want to make a change or somebody just sees as an ability to provide a tool, it's a way for them to turn a profit as a company by making an abstraction layer, uh, for lack of a better term as well. So, you know, it's it's all of these services, it's in their best interest to be as sticky as possible, uh, but then it's in somebody else's best interest to make them as unsticky as possible as well. So there's always options. Yeah, no, and and... and- you know, to sort of double down on Aaron's point, you know, whether you decide that you want to sort of bias towards consistency between your your cloud environments, you know, on-prem and the cloud or multiple clouds, or you're like, hey, you know, integrating across multiple clouds or, you know, applications that happen to go across multiple clouds, if that's something you have to do or something that you're going to bias to do, which again is perfectly valid if it makes sense for the business, the good news is there are technologies that are out there. We'll put some in the show notes that kind of give you some examples. Um, but you know whether they're you know kind of consistency across clouds, more infrastructure level things, security things, or whether they're you know uh, integration tools across applications. The good news is there are very mature markets for for those types of things today, and and you can feel comfortable that you know even if you sort of have an architectural plan, start to go down a plan. And, and the, you know, the world changes, your business changes, your plans change. Um, there's some flexibility you have in there. So don't, don't feel like, you know, this is a once in a lifetime chance to make an architecture. And then if you don't get it right, you know, nothing can happen, but, uh, you know, keep, keep those things in mind. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so the last point I wanted to really talk about here, um, 
was it, you know, it, it, it's almost an example and, and it's used a lot of times and it, we, we kind of want to burst the bubble just maybe slightly on it. Um, you may or may not hear about a term called cloud bursting. Um, because you, you'll hear, you know, you'll hear terms like hybrid and multi-cloud and we've have other shows that, you know, we kind of define exactly what those are and how to architect for those at the same time, there's something, this concept of bursting into, you know, from one cloud to another cloud. Um, and to keep it at a business level, we just want to kind of inform everyone, the architecture trade-off behind something like that and, and why it, it doesn't happen very often is this concept of data gravity. In order for you to be able to move from one service to another service, you have to move the data from one service to another service. And that takes time and costs money. And so this is something, you know, again, in the very early days of cloud computing, this was a very common, very well talked about, oh my gosh, we can fix this. We can run anything anywhere at any time. And that just isn't the case. I mean, and so we want to make everyone very aware of when you're making a a business decision, be aware of that potential pitfall because there is trade-offs involved in that. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, again, it's, it was kind of a marketing buzz thing for a while. We're going to cloud burst. We're going to be able to just move things around and arbitrage, you know, between cloud providers. Um, like Aaron said, you know, make sure you're, you're kind of educated on the realities of what that means. Cause um, you know, we'd hate to see people kind of go in, you know, not knowing what, what the realities are. And all of a sudden, you know, you, you plan to do something like that and you got a humongous bill because you, you had a lot of data to move that you never expected was going to be part of the equation. So Aaron, why don't we wrap this one up? Um, you know, I think we've, we've kind of dove into it. I hope folks don't walk away from this going, oh, they didn't tell me there was one architecture. I hope we've kind of explained to you why there are trade-offs in architecture and, and why it's just important to understand, you know, when to apply business logical thinking, where the technology is that can help you. So Uh, We're going to wrap up for this show. And on the next show, we're going to be digging into how cloud computing impacts your IT and technology staffing as you transition from one to the other. Thank you for listening to Cloudcast Basics. You can find all the show details at cloudcastbasics.net or in your favorite podcast player.